What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. The Padres and Dodgers game just wrapped up. We will get to that. There were a couple of game threes today, even a game two today. This was a blast. Major League Baseball playoffs are rolling, and these games have been phenomenal. So we're going to get to all of it today, plus a little premiere happened today. So we'll get to all that in just a second. Everything you need to know is coming right up. Let's get to it. A high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Just seconds ago, game three, Padres Dodgers wrapped up. What a game that was. What a series it has been. All of these games so far have been really, really good. So we'll get to that game. We'll get to every game that happened today. Some that have happened in the last couple of days. But Alex, first and foremost, today was a big day outside of just playoffs. It was. Because Searching for Shohei, an interview special, is set to drop October 18th on Tuesday after NLCS Game 1. But today was the premiere. We did a premiere on the Fox lot. I mean... How cool was that? You were there. You were part of it. Your husband came. Just a really cool day. I got to say, I am so proud of you and just the work that you and the entire team did from the first moment that the interview special started. I was covered in chills. Like I, I understand your fandom and I am right there with you. Not at top. I'm like a close two or three Shohei Otani fan below you <laughs> because I got a front row seat being the Angels team reporter for 10 years and his rookie season up until last year. And you captured such a beautiful description and background story of how Shohei Otani became who he is. Because I've tried to describe it to people before. I'm like, there is no one like him and his work ethic and where he came from. And actually getting to see that and everything that you guys did and put together it was so beautiful. I can't I can't wait for the world to see it. It was well, so beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for coming and supporting. It was truly a very, very special night. And this is uh, this is this is a very special thing. And uh, I've been obviously covering Shohei for a while, but I've just done it with like just positivity only. And I you know, there's so much negativity out in the world, and it's just like there's so much negativity in the media and how you cover something and, well, you're not supposed to do things this way. Like, how dare you do that? Unwritten rules of baseball. Ah! And it's like, you know what? I am? I'm a fan of the game. I'm a fan of baseball. And along with that comes being a fan of one of the greatest players we've ever seen, Shohei Otani, and one of the greatest offensive seasons we've ever seen, Aaron Judge. Like, I'm a fan of the game. And to be able to do something like this when becoming such a fan um, – was really special. So thank you for saying that. Uh, the premiere today was special. We did it on the Fox lot. There's so much. Um, in a theater. There's, there's so much history here. We did it in a theater. The yeah. poster was out front. The director, the whole team was there. I mean, it was, this was special. And to see it uh, for the first time officially on a screen, um, I, I can't wait for October 18th for everybody to see this because, um, I feel like it's important for the game of baseball for people to understand the journey he's been on. And it was this this almost perfect culmination of, yeah, I went to Japan. 
That's not all this is about. Yeah, I sat down with Shohei Otani. That's not what all of this is about. And yeah, I learned a lot about myself. That's not what all of this is about. It's everything combined into one single interview special, film, whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm very proud of the finished product. And it's really cool to hear that uh, you are as well. So congratulations. Would, thank you. I, I officially made me hit every emotion today. <laughs> I that, think I that was, yeah, that, that was the high. <laughs> the end of this last game, I am on a low. Yeah. I, what a, what a uh, game, though. And I know, uh, I know you're a Dodgers fan, but. What? Just the game. I know. Was, it was. Th- this one that just wrapped up was a great game. Game two in L.A. was a great game. Mm-hmm. Both ended up being won by the San Diego Padres. Padres win this game again. So now the San Diego Padres have taken a two to one lead. I don't like the sound of that. In the division <laughs> series, Padres defeat the Dodgers tonight, two to one. By the way, yeah. before we really dive into this game, we did a really cool giveaway last night. Oh, we gave yes, away we tickets. So four people that were at this game tonight in San Diego are there, um, courtesy of us, Flippin' Bats Pod. And That's so cool. I just wanted to thank one, thank everybody that submitted and and submitted a comment and told me a reason why. Like th- those are special to read, but really cool that some people are there tonight because of because of this show. And that's kind of the whole point of this show is growing the game, spreading love of the game, spreading positivity, and now we're passing it on to other people that were able to appreciate it. But how could you not appreciate this game? Two to one. Padres end up winning uh, a couple of big moments, one being the Trent Grisham home run that scored the Padres' second run of the game. Um, a couple of big things for me. One, when we got into this postseason, right, I, the Dodgers were the best team in the regular season. Yeah. We talked about it multiple times. My concern was the Dodgers pitching. Oof. I don't know what can, – can you count on the guys that you counted on in the regular season to get big outs in the playoffs? I didn't know. Can you count on Tony Gonsolin? Well, Tony Gonsolin was a game three starter. He went one and a third innings tonight. One and a third, gave up a run. Wasn't the Tony Gonsolin that we've come accustomed to all year long. Now he's coming off of injury, but this this was part of the concern. And then you have your starter not even getting in out of the second inning. That's a big problem. So you add on top of that, the rest of the team ended up pitching fine. They ended up good. Mm -hmm. They only gave up two runs, but they didn't score enough, which is a shout out to the Padres. But Alex... For me, the big thing here is the Padres pitching shut down the Dodgers offense. And in their last couple of games, the Dodgers are 0 for their last 19 with runners in scoring position. 0 for 9 just tonight with runners in scoring position. Like, it was brutal. They had the opportunities. It was right there for the taking. Blake Snell got out of some big jams. Multiple. Multiple jams. He did great. And then Josh Hader coming at the end, just closing it up. I mean, you got to hand it to the Padres. The Padres pitching showed up tonight. Dodgers were just off. Not only like not being able to capitalize with runners in scoring position, but misplays on defense. Pitching. Like everything was just off. It just felt off. Um, Josh Hader. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. Oof. He looks great. And let's not get it twisted here. Josh Hader was pretty much consensus best closer in baseball for, you know, the last year, year and a half. And then he hit this weird tough skid in the middle of the season 
gets traded, inexplicably traded. Still disappointed in the Brewers for that. But he gets traded, doesn't do well in his first month with the Padres. And then at the end of the year, he started coming back. And I, I'm going to say it, he's back. Oh, he's I mean, back. he was dominant. He was dominant last game. He was dominant tonight. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. He's throwing 93 mile an hour changeups to strike out guys in the last inning. I mean, this was dominance. And you didn't come into this series saying a big edge that the Padres have over the Dodgers is their bullpen. I thought there's concerns on both sides here, and their bullpen is the, the Padres' bullpen has been lights out. Suarez has been unbelievable. Josh Hader, I mean, you don't need to look much further past. They held the Dodgers' offense to one run. That's all you need to know. Snell was great. Martinez, Suarez, Hader. This was impressive, and this is this speaks volumes to just how good the Padres' pitching has been in the last couple of games. This is the exact moment they needed him for. And that was the biggest save he has ever gotten with the Padres. And now they have the series win, series lead, over the Dodgers, which is what they have been looking for, which is why they made these huge trades midseason, which is how why they got Juan Soto. Like, it was for this moment, yep. this series right here, to try to get ahead of the Dodgers. They're 0 for 19 stretch. This is still active, Brutal. by the way. Yep. It's a current Yep. Oh, for their last 19 with runners in scoring position. It ties their longest all year long. Hasn't come at a great time by any means. Mm -mm. Um, and if you just step back for a second, how much were the Padres made fun of for how little they have competed against the Dodgers for the last couple of years? Like, yeah. okay, like, you know, you said it yourself and it wasn't inaccurate. No. The, the Padres have been... The little brother, if you will, I took offense to that statement, but little brother, if you will, to the Dodgers for the last couple of years. And they've been awful, and they were awful again this year against the Dodgers. But the slate is wiped clean. The second game oh, one yeah. starts. Who cares? Mm -mm. You know what? The Dodgers, the Padres were coming off all the momentum in the world, beating a team in New York that they were not supposed to beat. And then it's like, all right, what do we got to like? Who cares here? We're going to go in. All we need to do is win one game in L.A. That's all you need. Yep. Split one game. They got it done. Then you come home to the first Padres home playoff game with fans in the stands for like 16 years. Yeah. That place was rocking tonight. So throw it all out the window. Who cares what the Dodgers have done against the Padres the last year and a half? The Padres sure don't. So this wasn't supposed to be happening but it is, and the Padres are now one game away from defeating the Dodgers and advancing to the NLCS. Now, obviously, they have their backs up against it. They, uh, they're they still playing the best team in baseball throughout the regular season. But, you know, I, I asked uh, – we have a bunch of Dodgers fans on this that, that work on flipping bats, and Alex is, is one herself. So before I, I had a conversation last night, but I want to ask you where you stand here. Okay. I asked a question last night to producer trip and said on a scale of zero to a hundred. Now this is after oh. game two. Okay? okay. So it was one to one. Yep. One to one. Still three games to play on a scale of one to a hundred. Where is your worry level at? Let me ask you where yours would have been. No, that's not fair no, to ask tonight. Where's yours tonight? I, 
I would say, especially after seeing Trey Turner have his fingers taped after jamming yeah. his fingers back in to try to be safe at first base, we don't know. We haven't heard yet what the injury is or consensus there, but that would be a really big hit. Yeah. If Pending what that is, seeing what the pitching has not done and what the bats have not done, I would say I'm at like a 7.5. 75. 7.5 out 75. of Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was out of you 10. You forgot my scale was out of 100. I forgot it 100, but now Most okay. people don't yeah, do yeah. scales out of 100. I get no, no, no. It, okay. So, yeah, so that's 75. fair. And, and 75. I think that speaks volumes to where we are because I think it's fair to say the Dodgers and Dodgers fans came into this series with the utmost confidence. Not They would have said, I'm at a one. We're going to sweep this. Not We'll be fine. So, last night, I'm speaking to producer Tripp, who is a very delusional Dodgers fan like you know like the best there's kind yeah the best kind <laughs> but very and he said uh after last night going into the series he said not a worry in the world this is an easy oh. sweep last night game ends I text him mm-hmm. he said I'm at a I'm at a 12 out okay. of 100 out of 100 out of 100 there's a 12 and then tonight what before we go live I asked him and he says infinity times 12 oh so that just speaks to even after losing game two Dodgers fans feel, and everybody, I'm, I'm, that's fair to think, we're fine. All we need to do is win two. We'll be fine. This one feels different. It was off. Like I said, everything felt off for the Dodgers tonight. Yeah. yeah. Plate, on the mound, defensively, nothing was clicking. It was also, I want to say, what, 90% Padres fans? I don't know if you heard or saw, but when Padres were selling tickets, you had to put in your zip code of where you were because they wanted to make it more Padres fans in Petco Park than Dodgers fans. So it was very lopsided fan-wise when you said it was going wild. No? What's your what's your uh what's your thoughts on when it comes to this when it comes to this series? Yeah. And when it comes to it shifting to San Diego, yeah. right? And all the fans like you said there's a, lot, there's a lot of Dodger fans in San Diego. What's your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on Padres fans holding tickets for majority Padre fans? It's tough. Um, I understand wanting home field advantage. And obviously there's a lot more Dodgers fans out there than Padres fans. That's just, if they didn't do this, I feel like there would have been more of a 50-50 Draw of Padre fans, Dodger fans, maybe more Dodgers maybe more, fans. Yeah. Um, I'll let you. I have an opinion here. I, I'm interested to hear yours. I believe. Okay, maybe if you held half the tickets, but it's a playoff game, and I think it's fair for anybody who wants to go. First, people who are going to buy tickets get, get to buy tickets and go. You don't like that? I can see it in your face. I get what the Padres have done, and my rebuttal will also be at this point what your favorite NFL team, the Rams, did this. Oh, I know. In the NFC Championship. Yeah. Held tickets for themselves. I I get it. Yeah. And I am totally okay with it because, like we've been talking about, if they didn't do it, that stadium's at minimum 50 50. 50, yeah. Right? And what kind of advantage is that? It's not. Not much of one. And that's the whole point of all of this is you, you earned the right. To come home to San Diego, have the first playoff game at home in over a decade in front of your fans, and you best believe there's Padres fans that want to go. There's mm-hmm. Padres fans, there's Dodgers fans, and it shouldn't. I, I am totally okay with 
okay, we're going to hold tickets to to fans of or, or whoever wants to buy tickets in San Diego. I get it. I'm okay with it. Um, that's where I stand here. I'm okay with it. It's tough. I I get I, I, it is tough. It's tough. I um I say let the fans go. Just like here you go. Whoever wants whoever gets the tickets first, go. What if you're a fan who lives down in San Diego? This is the only time you actually get to see them play. You're a fan of the game. You're a fan of baseball. You want to go see your team. I I, I get that. I get that. I understand holding half. If you want to hold half, cool. The other half, first come, first serve. I can get down with that. But if you live down there yeah. and you're a Dodgers fan, you can still get the tickets. You had to be, you had to live in the area. So it's not like it was Padres fans or Dodgers yeah. fans. They're just playing the odds yeah. of, okay, if it's in San Diego, hopefully we deter some of the Dodgers fans. So look, I, I get it. You have home, you have two games that you, you got to win and you get home field advantage and do what you got to do. And, you know, maybe there is a sense of it might not be fair to, to other people, but like it's the nature of the beast. We saw it in, you know, like the Cowboys played the Rams last week in LA. The stadium was packed with Cowboys fans. Yeah. And the NFC Championship stadium would have been packed with other than Rams fans. Like this is this is the nature of the beast, but you're able to do what you what you want to do. I, I get it. I, I think I, I see both sides, but yeah. Well, long story short, the crowd tonight was electric. <laughs> oh, wild. Elect I wonder wild. if the fans that we gave tickets away to. That's I what I was if curious. They were that's, that's the first thing I was thinking about. Dodgers, Dodgers or fans Padres or Padres fans. fans. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we asked to get, hopefully they send in pictures because I wanted to okay. see pictures of them at the game. And, yeah. Uh, but, but really cool to see that. And anyway, long story short here, Padres win. Ugh. Padres win yeah. the big one. I, I, I heard today. If a series is tied one to one, the team that wins game three wins over 70% of the time, wins the series. So that adds up with my 75 worry out of 100. Your math is great. If that's, Thank you. Your math is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we sit. And tomorrow night, um, the game is in San Diego. Joe Musgrove on the mound, who looked fantastic against the Mets. Um, I don't know if we know. I don't know if they've officially announced who's going for the Dodgers. If so, um, let me know. But I, maybe Tyler Anderson. Let's see. They have it up yet? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But Joe Musgrove going for the Padres for sure. Uh, so we'll see what happens in that game. But uh, Anderson, Anderson is confirmed. Yeah, that's okay. what they have on. So Anderson tomorrow night against Musgrove. What a series this is going to come down to. Uh, we're in for. I will. The Padres need to win tomorrow. You don't want it to go back to L.A. You don't want it to go back to L.A. They need to win tomorrow. I'll just say that. No. Let's move on. I want it to go back to L.A. Okay. Let's move on. Phillies Braves. Oof. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, since June 1st, the best team in baseball. They are down 2-1. to one Yep. To the Phillies. They lose today to the Phillies. A beatdown, oh. by the way. 9-1. to one. The Phillies scored six runs in the third inning. I mean, holy moly. This was wild. Yeah, they meant business. Like it was it was after a walk, the hits just started coming and then they just unloaded. They never stopped. Talk about when you're watching a game and you go, "Oh, they got it today. Yeah. They're going to win." It was it was 
it, after that inning, you're like, yeah, no, they have, they have the game. So we, I've said it multiple times now. We've talked about it. When you're that lower seed, yeah, you gotta win one on the road. You win one on the road, the the series is in your favor. You're going home for two, right? So the Phillies get that one on the road, lose one, go home. They got a guy on the mound, Aaron Nola, and that place was rocking. Phil- Citizens Bank in the playoffs is is a sight to behold. It was it was electric to see that. They put up six runs in the third inning, and they were off and running from there. Um, I was a believer in this team at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Okay? I said Phillies would be in the playoffs. Did I lose hope at any point throughout the year? Yep, sure did. But the reason I was a believer... You have Bryce Harper coming off an MVP. You have Nick Cassianos, and you have some studs in the rotation. You, you add Kyle Schwarber, who's either going to strike out or hit a 500-foot home run. But either way, it's over 40. Had a you know good year. But now we're in October. Everything you did during the regular season doesn't matter. You know who wasn't great after he came back from injury? Bryce Harper. You know who wasn't Nick Cassianos all year long? He himself, Nick Cassianos. He was okay. We're in October now. And those guys have been stepping up. And if you look at it in a nutshell, this Phillies team has so much talent. Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Those are studs offensively and studs on the pitching side. They are built to win. Do they have weaknesses? Obviously. They have some depth on the pitching side weaknesses. And boy, do they have some defensive issues. They are not good defensively. But if you're putting up six runs in an inning, you're going to have a chance to win any game. It's just a different ball game once you get to the postseason. Yep. And it's just weird that we're seeing these teams that were so consistent and so great during the regular season kind of flop. Hey, as we talked about, the Phillies limped in to the postseason. Yeah. And they are just dominating. They have, like, turned it into a different gear. Bryce Harper, I think that was both of our – how they're going to win if he needed to step up and yeah. just, just be the MVP that he can be, and he's leading by example. You're, it's a must-win for the Braves tomorrow. It is. Well, obviously. Yeah. You, you're – the Phillies will win if – Yeah. Was – if Bryce Harper plays like the MVP, yeah. guess what? He's doing that. I know. Mine was if the Phillies can get a win – in a game that was started other than Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nolan. Guess what? They did that in game one. So Uh here we are, and now the Braves are up against it. Oh, yeah. So you look at both of these series. The Dodgers are on the road down 2-1 to as the one seed. The Braves are on the road down 2-1 to as the two seed. They're in trouble. They are. This team that won the World Series last year that has been the best team in baseball since June, they are in trouble. Their backs are against the wall. Spencer Strider came back today, looked at the beginning of the game like he was his old self, throwing 100, 101 mile an hour, looked good, but then blows up, and that was the ball game. The third inning was the ball game. From that point on, it was over. Braves win, or Phillies win 9-1. So this is also coming, you know, back into conversation. These are the wild card teams coming through and now having a lead on the one and two seed who had five to six days off of rest. You know I have thoughts. I it's the only team that has seemingly beat the the 
uh-huh. narrative that I had is the Astros yep. up to nothing. But even if you look at that series, it could have gone it either didn't way. Didn't start great. No. In game one. No. It did not. The the bats, the bats were a little sluggish. Justin didn't look like Justin for a while. Um, bats end up coming alive late. And in game one with the Braves, bats came alive really late, but it was too late there. I I said it the second we set up this playoff format. I'm all for it, by the way. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. Yeah. The one issue we might have is that it might be detrimental for a team with a bye to have a bye for multiple reasons. Pitchers, offense, and you're right. I think we're seeing it with the Braves. We're seeing it with the Braves. We saw it with with the Dodgers. Obviously, Dodgers win game one, but they've been sluggish. Um, Braves don't look good, so uh, Braves are in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be a... An exciting edge of your day seat tomorrow. Exciting. Thank you. Exciting day edge of your seat. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be a Words day that's hard. on the side of the Words edge. And we're excited hard. about it here on That's Flipping. <laughs> um, the Braves also have Charlie Morton going tomorrow. Not a guy. Mm-mm. I mean, not a guy. That's all I'm going to say. Not one of their guys that they're. You know, they they wanted they almost started him today, but then Spencer Strider looked like he was able to go. So it's all right, we'll throw him. Now you push Morton and I'm worried. It's tough. It's you, tough. you know who else I'm worried about? Oops. I'm I'm switching to another game here. Okay. Aaron Judge. I I would have realized you were switching to another game when you said that name. Yeah. But thank you for giving me the forewarning. You you're welcome. I just want to, <laughs> you know, put everything out on the table. My Aaron Judge. These lines Why are you worried about Aaron Judge? Uh because he is in one heck of a slump. Yeah. Right now. Um, he is now with his fourth four strikeout playoff game, the most by any player in major league history. So he excuse me? Okay. His fourth four strikeout strikeout playoff game. Uh-huh. Is the most by any player in MLB history. So Whoa. he goes, There's nothing I can do. I gotta play better. So he went from the second to the last game of the season, making history with that home run to now being in one heck of a slump. To be fair, in the postseason. He ended up getting that home run. It was his last game of the year because he sat. Yeah. But he wasn't firing on all cylinders heading into that game. It took him a little while. He was struggling a little bit. And now it's really carried itself into the playoffs. You have a guy that is certainly the team MVP. Yep. And there's a Good chance he's the American League MVP. And he's struggling. 0 for 7, 0 for 8 in the ALDS with seven strikeouts. And his career postseason strikeout percentage is 34.5. In 34.5% of his playoff at bats, he's striking out. Just for reference there, yeah. the strikeout percentage leader this year in Major League Baseball was Patrick Wisdom at 34.3, okay? So Aaron Judge, in his career, has a higher strikeout percentage than the guy that struck out a higher percentage of anybody this year. So not great, but a point I want to make there, I know we haven't really even gotten into the game today yet, mm-hmm. but we're going to get into the game first. I have a point, okay, though. Okay, go. Get okay? into the game first. Um very well played baseball game. Giancarlo Stanton comes out early, hits a home run, two nothing. To be honest, with the Cleveland Guardians offense the way it is, mm-hmm. home run in the first inning, two run homer in Yankee Stadium, you think 
game series Done. like this is what we thought um but kudos to one shane bieber for yeah. that was all he gave up that was it done those two runs done he kept on pushing on uh he ended up being great they end up scratching across a bunch of runs ended up getting to four uh some big hits there in the late innings ahmed rosario home run to give him the lead uh, josh naylor crushed ball to center field to, to tack on to it they end up scoring four runs and they end up winning this ball game and now you have the yankees the, the guardians Got the split at home or on the road. Yeah. That's all you need to do. The youngest team in the game of baseball has the Yankees sweating a little bit. And you could hear, like, I know we talked about the the energy at Yankee Stadium during a playoff game. That at bat you're talking about with Giancarlo Stanton, yeah. where he thought it was a ball. They ended up calling it a strike. Yeah. Next pitch, he gets the big home run, so it all worked out. But you could hear the booze yeah. just oozing through the TV, through the radio, however you were watching yeah. or listening. And to just know that the Guardians were able to come back from that, yeah. I thought that was it. After yeah. at that moment, I was like, oh, that's it. That's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the wind out of their sails. They're done. This young team isn't yeah. going to know how to respond to this. No. Yeah. By the end of the game... Aaron Judge was getting booed after his last strikeout. They booed Aaron Judge. Like this, that fan base is brutal. You could hear the, you could hear the boos as he was walking back to the dugout after his last strikeout. This is the point that I am excited we got to. What are you doing, Yankees fans? I I Aaron Judge was booed after his fourth at bat, 0 for 4, four strikeouts, booed coming off the field. What are you doing? This guy is your MVP. He hit 62 home runs, broke your team's all-time record, broke the American League record, had a season for the ages. Okay? You shouldn't be booing this guy. I understand the whole, we're in the playoffs now, this is where games matter the most, and we hold our players accountable what is booing your best player what is that doing do you think he's going to go back in the dug the game of baseball is so mental and i don't care if you are aaron judge who blocked out all the haters and said i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get to 62 home runs and he did it it might have taken until game 161 but he got it done i don't care if you're that guy you get to the playoffs, pressure ratchets up a little bit, you start struggling, you press in your head, you start another game, you go 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts, and the fans are booing you? Do you think Aaron Judge is sitting there saying, you know what, they're right, I should do better? No, he's putting more pressure on himself than anybody, and I don't care if you are Aaron Judge, hearing that messes, you, messes with you mentally. This is your guy. He had 62 home runs for you in the year. I was told by a million Yankees fans that the Yankees wouldn't be in the playoffs without Aaron Judge. He's the reason they're there. So what are you booing him for? It's disgusting. This tweet would be a real shame if the Yankees lost games three and four and the last thing Aaron Judge remembers heading into free agency is being booed at home. A real shame. Do you think they're, do you think they're helping themselves 
re-signing no. him? No, that's that's all I was thinking about. I was like, you do realize he's not 100% a Yankee next season. Fans should be supporting your top player. That It was shocking. I was like, am I hearing this right? Oh, no, they are. They are really booing their best player, the potential MVP, and a player they're trying to re-sign next season. That's you don't kick point. someone when they're down. It's not going to help them get up faster. It's going to help them get up slower. Yeah. The game of baseball is about thinking less. Mm -hmm. I've said this a million times throughout my career. If I was just more dumb, if Carefree. I cared less. Carefree. A, a big part of my problem is that I cared too much. If I went 0 for 4, I took it home. I slept awful. Mm -hmm. I took it to the field the next day. I, I It grinded my gears and it ate at me. It is a mental game. It is a chess match in your brain playing baseball. You go 0 for 4, that chess match is long going. It's going. You hear fans booing you. It's like, what are you? What? Screw you guys. Wait, I'm out of here. Like, I, I still believe Aaron Judge is signing with the Yankees next year, but let's say he doesn't. For this to be his lasting impression of Yankees fans, it's just sad. It's just sad. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I struggle to get along the whole mindset of booing to begin with. Yeah. Booing your own players. But there is a degree in which, look, I understand. I wouldn't be that guy. But this one, I don't even understand it. I struggle with it. There's been moments where... Giancarlo Stanton's in the midst of like a one for 28 stretch and he strikes out four times. And it's like, I understand that the crowd's going at him. He's, yeah. he was an MVP. He comes over and he's struggling, like whatever it may be. This one, I don't understand. One of the greatest offensive seasons of all time. You're, you're where you are because of him and you're booing him after two games. This is two games after he hit home run number 62, mm -hmm. two games, Yep. eight at bats after he broke the record. We're booing him? Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. I don't love it. No, I don't either. Not a fan. Great. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, we agree. It's sad. Um, Emmanuel Classe comes in, dominates today. So shout out him before we move on. Yes, Guardians end up winning 4-2. to two, But he comes in, uh, gets an out in the seventh? Gets one out in an inning, goes out, ends up getting like seven outs in this game. Great performance from Emmanuel Classe, who is one of the best closers in baseball this year. Probably the best closer in the uh, in the Amer in the American League this year. So, Guardians win. Cleveland, enjoy this. Yeah. They're coming home. Your young guys are coming home, and uh, you're playing with house money. It almost feels like it's a big move to get a win in Yankee Stadium in the postseason. Yep. Be proud about that. Yep. Yeah. So good for the Guardians. Uh, another series that. Wasn't playing today because it, it seems like it's the only series that's like stayed on track. The fact that this was the fact that this was game I know game two for a series it's like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Rain delay. So the Astros were through. Astros and Mariners are through their first two games. They're on their travel day. Game three coming um, tomorrow or today if you're listening tomorrow. That got complicated. Yep. What's today? Today's, Today's Friday. Friday. If you're listening to this yeah. Saturday morning. Astros Mariners game three starts today. Um, Astros are up two nothing. Two, um, I know it's two nothing. And every you, you, if you're looking at this from the outside and you hadn't watched the games, you'd say the Mariners never had a shot here. 
They don't look good. Uh, two nothing because of course it's two nothing. That's that hasn't been the case. The Mariners, um, the Mariners are the Astros are lucky to be up two nothing. Let's just say that. I don't oh, want to. Yeah. I don't want to use luck, but um, things happened the right way. The right guy came up at the right time. Jordan Alvarez. Uh, both games. Both. He games. is the hero in both games. Yeah. 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 And uh, they end up winning. They end up winning the first game. Obviously, I think we've all seen it by now. But uh, Jordan Alvarez comes up. Uh, do we? Yeah, I think we had a live show that night. The night Robbie Ray came in and gave up that home run. We did because we talked yep. about overmanaging. So we know what happened that game. But then in game two, um, again, Astros get down. Mariners have Luis Castillo going. Luis Castillo is so good. The man is just an assassin on the mound. He's been unbelievable. Uh, but guess who comes up? Jordan Alvarez. Home run, opposite field, two-run homer. Astros take the lead and do not look back. Uh, so both of these games have just been phenomenal baseball games. The Seattle Mariners, I will say this, whether the Seattle Mariners come back and win this series or not, I have been, I was impressed with them coming into this. I said they were a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs, and I still stand by that. I really do. This team has played toe-to-toe. I don't think this is unfair to say. Toe-to-toe with the Houston Astros. The only difference to this point is that they don't have Jordan Alvarez and the Astros do. Other than that, the Mariners have played great. They have pitched well. This has been a great series so far. And the Astros now head to Seattle with a two to nothing lead in this series. Yeah, it's weird because when you look at the the two to nothing lead, it very easily could be one one. That's yep. a most if it wasn't for Jordan Alvarez in Game One, ninth inning walk off home run. Mariners had that game out of the gates from the get go, and then the Astros caught heat. <sighs> this is where like scores scores don't tell the entire story here. The Mariners deserve to be here. They've been playing well. I like to see a good series. I know you don't want to hear this. No, this but has it, been a but good like, series, I, though. Eh, yeah, but like, you want a little edge of your seat. You got to get them one game. You got to get one game. I hope they pick up one game. Well, now it goes to Seattle, yeah. where they haven't had a playoff game. I, I hope, I hope, I know it's 2 nothing, and that naturally puts a little bit of a, a damper on them going home. But I hope that they get the atmosphere there yeah. that they deserve, that I want to see. I know. It has been 21 years. The, the, the Mariners' playoff drought will be in that crowd drinking a beer. That's how old the drought is. Mm-hmm. It will be electric there. I hope it is. I would not mind seeing the Mariners pick up a game at see? home. I mean, it's going to be right? a special atmosphere. Um, Julio Rodriguez, if we didn't already establish him as a star at the beginning of the year, at the All-Star Game, at the Home Run Derby, at the end of the year, he's a superstar. Oh, hands down. He's the real deal. Hands um, down. So I'm excited for them to go home and for that crowd to go rowdy. That's what I want to see. I feel like they deserve a win. They, they deserve a playoff win. Nobody deserves anything. You gotta. They've earned it. They're getting there. They will earn it if they if they get twenty seven outs and have more runs scored than the Astros. (laughs) We don't do participation trophies here. You gotta you gotta earn it, and they have earned this home playoff game. Um, and and they didn't earn it 
an easy way. They had to win a whole series to even get to this moment. They had to win a whole series without even getting a home game against the Blue Jays when all odds were against them when they were down 8-1. to They end up fighting back because Ben put a shoe on his head in Seattle, and now they're here. So um, they need to put all their Birkenstocks on their head. (laughs) Everyone get Birkenstocks. Just make the hats. (laughs) They need to play a good baseball game. But I'm with you. Um, I'm excited for them to go home. But uh, I will not say they deserve a home win. They deserve this home game. And I hope uh, I hope they come out and give the crowd something to be proud of. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. It will. Yeah. It will. Um, what a, Another great day. This That game will be taking place on Saturday. So uh, potential, potential clincher. Our first potential clincher. Um, we get two. To, we get two. Yeah. Padres, there's not an off day, right? Yeah, we get two. Mm-mm. So we get everyone tomorrow. Two potential clinchers, three. Three. Holy moly! Yeah. Every time I say holy, my niece is really into. Um, whenever she says holy moly, she goes holy moly potato. Oh. She just adds. So every time <laughs> nice. I say holy moly, I think of the <laughs> word potato. So holy moly potato, we get three. Three potential. Potential clinchers yeah. tomorrow. You know where we will be? Right here. Right here. Yeah. So immediately. Following all of those games tomorrow, whether there's zero, one, two, or three clinch series, we will be live right here to talk about all of it. Uh, It will sure be another great day around the league, but today was another great day, and we ended up getting three games when we were only expecting two because of the delay from Yankees Guardians. Mm -hmm. So what we should do now, as we've been doing after every, every day in the postseason, top five. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's move to the wall. All right. Top five players of the day. Not the series. Alex is dancing. I'm coming in. So remember, that's only the three, because we're not doing Mariners, Astros. Mariners, Astros Astros are not a part of this. They're not a part of this. They didn't play today. Otherwise, yeah, you were done with the on-air You were done. Okay, so who do you got at number five? At number five. Number five of my top five players of the day, Reese Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Reese Hoskins, this series, has been right there. Right there. He was struggling for a while, and then he ends up right on the cusp, and he's hitting balls hard then. Now, now he's driving balls. He's just missing them. And I was thinking coming into today, and I don't want to sound like I'm some futuristic genius because we okay. all saw my playoff bracket. I missed all the first <laughs> rounds. I'm not. But so did I. I do know the game of baseball and guys' swings and how their approach looks at the plate. And if it looks like they're getting close or if they're clicking or, you know, like Jordan Alvarez, he's firing on all cylinders. Trey Turner, firing on all cylinders. Reese Hoskins looked close to me. I thought he was close, and he was. Today, three-run home run, a massive, massive homer for them. Really, really broke the gates open. Uh, They – they get that. They get some runs on the board, and he kind of breaks it open and set the tone for the Phillies to win that game today. So good for Reese Hoskins, friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we love that. We love seeing bat flips and bat spikes, and he did that oh, today. Yeah. So of course he's a friend of the pod. Moving on. Yes. Number four on this list. Your um, greatest Padre. The greatest player of the all time. Player after of round all time. One. Uh, Trent Grisham. He is continuing his role. Oh, almost fell. Um, after round one, I said. The Padres will win if if Trent Grisham continues to play like the greatest player of all time. My reasoning there, though joking a little bit, he was phenomenal in the first series, had an OPS of around 2,000, which is mind-blowing. He adds the depth yeah. to this really good top of the lineup. 
If you have Trent Grisham doing what he did in the first series, you're going to be in good shape. Today, two for four, a home run. They end up winning two to one. He had that home run to score the second run. He continues to roll from that eight spot in the lineup. Mm -hmm. It just makes them so much deeper. Trent Grisham here at number four. All right, number three, we're sticking with the Padres. Who you got here? At number three, Blake Snell. You got to. What an outing. Like, I mean, I, I look, five and a third, one earned run, six strikeouts, five hits. Um, but there's more to this. Are those numbers great? Yeah, that's pretty good in the playoffs. But you're coming home. There's a lot of variables here. You're coming home for the first time, a playoff game with fans there for in over a decade. You're coming home. You got that big win in game two. You're facing the Dodgers lineup. That is pretty much consensus best lineup in baseball. Yeah. To go out there in this game that I think is fair to say, if it was do or die for anyone, it was the Padres. To yeah. go out and do what he did was masterful. Five and a third, it looked like he was starting to lose command at points, brought it right back, got the big outs when he needed to, uh, got the win, really good. Really good today against the best lineup in baseball at home. Cool atmosphere. Blake Snell, one of my top five players today. All right, let's stick with pitchers. Number two, who you got? At number two, Emmanuel Classe. Um, I was so impressed with him today. Got seven outs, two and a third, two strikeouts, zero earned, got the win. Uh, he, They brought him in when James Karinczak Got the bases reloaded. He does what he often does sometimes, is mm -hmm. pitches himself into some trouble. Yep. This was a brilliant move. And there's a whole nother conversation for another day about Terry Francona mm -hmm. and the manager that he is. But he did not give him that next chance, James Karinczak, that chance to get the out. He said, I don't care what point in the game this is, I'm going to my guy. I'm going to get Emmanuel Classe. And he did that. He went and got him. He ends up throwing two and a third scoreless, got some huge strikeouts, got out of that inning, got out of the bases loaded jam, um, and obviously they go on to win the game. He shuts the door, and uh, I, I just walked away like, is it how high should I have a reliever on this list? And I said, pretty freaking high, yeah. because I was very impressed with what he it, did today. It's a moment. And you know who else had a big moment? Who? Your guy at number one. Number one on the day, Bryce Harper. Uh-huh. MVP Bryce Harper is, is back. back. Two for four, a homer, three RBIs. Had the homer, had an RBI double, two runs scored. This is Bryce Harper. This is the guy. This is the guy we've been waiting for. He gets that awful injury. You're frustrated. He comes back. He's not himself. And now the calendar turns to October. And Bryce Harper, MVP Bryce Harper, has arrived. He is here. And this is why the Philadelphia Phillies have the Atlanta Braves against the wall. This series yeah. is one game from being over. They could win it tomorrow. And Bryce Harper has been a huge reason for that. Obviously, Reese Hoskins on here for the first time. But Nick Castellanos has been on this list in the past days. Mm -hmm. uh, Bryce Harper doing what he's doing. I was extremely impressed. And today, these guys did it better than the rest. Reese Hoskins, Trink Grisham, Blake Snell, Emmanuel Classe, and Bryce Harper. Your Friday heroes. My Friday heroes. Your Friday heroes. Do you like this? Do you agree? Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with all of this. Great. Yeah, good Great. work. Um, 
Let's do this again tomorrow. Yeah. What a day. Three Ooh. clinchers, com potential, potential clinchers coming tomorrow in Phillies Braves, Dodgers, Padres, and Astros Mariners, all potential clinchers tomorrow. So uh, tune back in. If you want to watch the episode tomorrow, if you want to watch us record it live, tune back in right around this time, honestly. It will obviously drop early, early, early in the morning as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one and enjoyed this incredible day of baseball. Wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe. Apple, Spotify, wherever. And follow on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Alex, this one was fun today. It's going to be even better tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a Woo! great one as well. We will see you all then. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.